Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 28. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In today's episode, I'll be sharing with you information about weight and balance. Stay tuned for all this and more in Squawk 5353. Before we get started, I'd like to encourage you to donate to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and considered donating. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. And now to today's main topic, weight and balance. Just a brief overview of weight and balance. Weight and balance is a key factor in not only the design, but the performance and stability of an aircraft under various operating conditions. Aircraft balance their center of gravity, whose location determines the aircraft's characteristics, and the position of the center of gravity is affected by the total weight and the distribution of the weight throughout the aircraft. Weight parameters ensure the wings and overall structure can support the aircraft throughout all flight envelopes. Before every flight, pilots must determine the weight and balance to ensure that the aircraft operates within the manufacturer's specifications. Weight and balance is more than just an exercise in determining where the aircraft's center of gravity is, but rather is a safety concern which has cost multiple pilots their lives. First and foremost, you must understand the center of gravity. The center of gravity is the specific point in which the aircraft's mass or weight is said to be the center. That is, a point around which, if the aircraft could be suspended or balanced, the aircraft would remain in place at any attitude. Your center of gravity is calculated during initial design and construction and is further affected by the installation of onboard equipment, aircraft loading, and other factors. The position of the center of gravity is crucial for longitudinal stability. The center of gravity must fall within the limits. However, depending where in the allowable range the center of gravity falls, it will affect performance. If you have a forward center of gravity, you're going to have a stable feeling, but also feel nose heavy. You're going to have a longer takeoff distance and higher stall speeds. If you have a rearward or aft center of gravity, you'll find yourself applying more nose down pressure. As the center of gravity moves rearward or aft, the tail becomes more and more dynamically unstable. Should the aircraft stall or spin, it will be much more difficult, if not impossible, to recover. You're going to have a higher true airspeed and more tail downforce. It is important to understand that an aircraft's weight concentrates at the center of gravity and the aerodynamic forces of lift occur at the center of pressure. When the center of gravity is forward of the center of pressure, there is a natural tendency for the aircraft to want to pitch nose down. If the center of pressure is forward of the center of gravity, a nose-up pitching moment is created. Therefore, aircraft designers and manufacturers fix the aft limit of the CG forward of the center of pressure for the corresponding flight speed to retain flight equilibrium. Aircraft weight must be distributed in accordance with the design described in the aircraft's flight manual. As aforementioned, the center of gravity can also be considered the point at which all the weight of the aircraft is concentrated. To calculate your center of gravity, you must have a complex understanding of all the vocabulary associated with finding your center of gravity. First and foremost, you have your basic empty weight. 
The basic empty weight is the aircraft as it is, no passengers, luggage, or fuel. Although it does not include fuel, it does include unusable fuel as well as a full tank of oil. Your gross takeoff weight is the weight of the airplane just before the brake releases to begin the takeoff roll. This is different and slightly less than your ramp weight, which is your airplane loaded for the flight before the engine starts. As you taxi from the ramp to the runway, you will burn off some fuel. Typically, in a system 172, you can expect about 8 pounds less. Once you've taken off and arrived at your destination, you then have your gross landing weight. Your gross landing weight is your takeoff weight minus the fuel burned en route. Your useful load is the weight of crew and usable fuel. Another way of looking at your usable load is your maximum takeoff weight minus your basic empty weight. Other than the different types of weight, there is also some other vocabulary which you should know. The arm, as you'll see on most weight and balance calculations, is the distance from the firewall. The moment is the weight times the arm. And now on to calculating your weight and balance. The Federal Aviation Regulation, or FAR 21.5, sets forth the requirement for weight and balance data. FAR 21.5 states that, quote, the airplane or rotorcraft flight manual required by paragraph A of this section must contain the following information. 1. The flight operating limitations and information required to be furnished in an airplane or rotorcraft flight manual or the manual material, markings, and placards by the applicable regulations under which the airplane or rotorcraft was type certificated. Basically what this is saying is that along with the POH required to be in the airplane, you also need your weight and balance sheet provided to you by the aircraft manufacturer and that is updated by your mechanic every time something new is installed on the airplane. As I mentioned earlier, weight and balance is measured against a reference datum, an imaginary vertical plane from which all horizontal distances are measured. From that datum, an arm, which is the distance from the datum, can be measured. Taking a known weight and multiplying it against the arm gives the pilot what they care about, and that is the moment or measurement of the tendency of the weight to cause rotation at the fulcrum. The larger the distance from the datum, the more effect it will have on the fulcrum. Weight and balance specifics are unique to each different aircraft, and weight and balance examples are included with the Pilot Operating Handbook, or the POH. Weight and balance is elegantly simple. You simply enter the weight under the weight category of the chart and multiply it by the arm. Using that, you can add together your total weight as well as your total moment. You then can plot it on a graph to see if you're within the operating limits of the aircraft. Make sure to fill out your weight and balance for your aircraft at takeoff or max fuel, as well as your aircraft at empty fuel. Once you graph to these points, draw a line from your full fuel point to your empty fuel point and make sure that the entirety of the line is within the allowable envelope. This ensures that your aircraft is safe to fly throughout all stages of flight. Most weight and balance sheets will also offer you a utility category. To operate in the utility category, your weight and balance graph points must fall in between the small rectangle of the utility category. Although the utility category is not utilized often, you must be within the utility category in order to perform spins for training purposes. Most aircraft will never be too light to fly, however overweight aircraft pose a very serious threat to safety. As you increase your weight, you can expect a longer takeoff run, 
higher takeoff speeds, reduced angle and rate of climb, reduced cruising speed, a shorter range, higher stalling speed, and a longer landing roll. Although you may experience these sensations when you increase the weight, as long as you remain within the envelope, your aircraft is still safe to fly. However, if your weight exceeds the envelope, your safety of flight is no longer guaranteed. Before we look at some NTSB reports about weight and balance, I'd like to give you an update on my flight training. As I mentioned a few episodes ago, I am still currently in stage 2 of my instrument training. I have been working incredibly hard to perfect my VOR holds, my RNAV holds, as well as RNAV and ILS approaches. Unfortunately for me, however, the last two times I wanted to go flying, the weather has been subpar. Even though it is instrument training, the winds were just too strong one day, and the storms are predictable on another. Although I can fly in clouds with my instructor, it does not mean that I should go flying in dangerous weather. And now to take a look at some accidents regarding weight and balance. The first accident we're going to be looking at took place on August 30th of 2013 in Alaska. Part of the report comes from the passenger of the plane. Mr. Anderson was the sole passenger on November 4581 Alpha, a Piper Super Cub that crashed shortly after takeoff from the Tatina Airport. During a telephone conversation on September 5th, 2013, Mr. Anderson stated the following, that he and his cousin had been hunting caribou up the Post River and had both been successful. The day of the accident, the pilot had flown in and was shuttling them, their meat, and camp to the Tatina Airport. At the Tatina Airport, they topped off the main wing fuel tanks that hold 18 gallons each. The belly tank was empty. They loaded the airplane under the supervision of the pilot, all the caribou meat from two bulls, one young bull and one older bull, miscellaneous pilot equipment, sleeping bag, and a rifle that was strapped to the top of the right wing. He said originally that the pilot had planned on only taking the caribou meat, but decided to take him also so he could help unload the plane at the destination. They taxied down to the end of the runway and took off towards the east, above the treetops they initiated a left turn. He said the pilot started to swear and said, I should have taken off the other way. The pilot then started swearing again, but Mr. Anderson could hear the panic in his voice. He said he realized they were going to crash, shut his eyes, and put his hands up to protect his face. He said everything else was a blur. He remembered getting quiet and that he had caribou meat on top of him. He estimated that the caribou meat was 500 pounds and said it had not been boned. Mr. Anderson said he weighed a little more than 200 pounds with hunting gear on. The Piper Cub has a max useful load of 767 pounds. With fuel, this saves only 551 pounds to carry everything else. In this situation, the airplane had been loaded above max gross weight and was not able to make its desired rate of climb, therefore sending the airplane into the trees. Luckily in this case, everyone survived. Our next accident is not as obvious as a weight imbalance problem as it was in the first one. The next accident took place on August 16th of 2014 in Baltimore, Maryland. In this case, an airplane was performing some high-speed taxis and then eventually a takeoff roll. After pulling back on the yoke, the aircraft took a sudden nosedive, which ultimately crushed the nose gear and splintered the prop. Although this may seem like a loss of control incident at first, it is nothing but. The weight and balance on this aircraft had not properly been completed. 
Because of this, the aircraft was not controllable in the pitch axis. Upon the shallow takeoff, the pilot realized the problem and pulled back the throttle and decided to land the airplane. While flight would have been difficult, it is possible that he would have been able to maintain flight, but the pilot realized the threat it could have caused to his life as well as the life of others and ultimately decided to take down the airplane. The pilot walked away without injuries and the aircraft was returned to the hangar to be fixed. It is in situations like these where we must make sure that we have a proper understanding of weight and balance in order to fly our aircraft. Weight and balance is directly related to the stability of the aircraft and will always affect the performance and handling of the aircraft. Therefore, you should make sure you have a complex understanding of weight and balance before you ever take off. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out last week's episode on Private Pilot Written Tests. Know someone who you think might enjoy the show? Make sure to send this episode to them. Your publicity is the best way for this podcast to grow. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. That way, new episodes are automatically downloaded to whatever device you are listening on. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, please consider donating to my Patreon. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is linked to all the resources used in today's episode. If you want to do more research on these topics, simply click in the link in the description and you'll find all the resources there. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, and let's make the skies a safer place.